I have a question. It's a beautiful song. I've been asking myself this question quite a lot here lately. Is it biblical? I mean, should people really see Jesus in me? And of course, the obvious answer is yes, right? But why? Well, let me tell you something this morning, Christian. A city set on a hill can't be hid. And listen to this verse and tell me if you hear the answer to that question, should somebody see Jesus in me being yes. Let your light show, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Yes, indeed. I saw Jesus in you. Well, I asked some people here at FBC to answer this question for me, and it's the title of our lesson today. What does a good daddy do? What does a good daddy do? 24 of the participants were 16 or younger. And of that group, I've compiled a list of the top five answers. So you're going to get today the top five answers of kids right here in our church, 16 and under, the top five things of what a good daddy should do. So let's have some fun with this. I hope it's an encouragement to you. But let me just encourage you now at this point just to make a guess in your mind. What do you think the number one answer is going to be? I'm not going to tell you till the very end, so you'll need to stay awake. All right? Stay awake. But uh, you got a guess in your mind? Let's see what the number one answer ends up being. But I got to tell you, this list is just, it's awesome. It's, it's a great list. And I think we have some, some kids in our church who, well, they know their Bible pretty well. And uh, I think you're going to be encouraged with where we're going to end up here. I was very encouraged as I, as I thought about the list that came together here today. Um, coming in at number two, by the way, thank you children for helping me. You have a big part in the sermon today. Coming in at number two on the list, okay, number two, there is a tie between obeying God and teaching the Bible. It's very fitting, of course, that these two would come together. I mean, what, a better, what better way to teach the Bible than to live it, to show them, to let them see it in you, as the song was this morning. So, teaching the Bible and obeying God, they do go together very well. James 1.22, very familiar verse, says, Be not hearers of the word only, but doers also. Yes, indeed. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 3.17, if you want to turn there real quick, let's read the verse together. Philippians 3.17 gives us this encouragement. He says this, That's a good verse too, but that wasn't the one. <laughs> Philippians 3.17, Brethren, be ye followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have, as you have us for an example. So Paul's saying, hey, look at, look at me. Look to others who live according to the word of God. Mark them, follow them, do as they do. That's a pretty bold statement. 
Why can't it be said? Because they're living a life that pleases Jesus. Part of the challenge today is you consider the question, what does a good daddy do? Good mommy, good caregiver, wherever the situation might be in your home. Um, the challenge is this. When you answer that question, is your answer biblical? Listen to this statement. Tell me if you think it's true. A good daddy always buys me the toys I want. He doesn't care if I do my chores. And I never get punished. Sounds like a dream home, right? No. I got good news. None of our kids think that that guy would be a godly dad. I was quite pleased to see that. Um, but no. According to the Bible, the answer is no. Listen, one of our... Oh, excuse me, one second... Hey, Zachary, are you back there? Can you bring up my manila envelope I got sitting right there? I wanted to read something to you by one of our 10-year-old boys. And uh, he could put together quite a list here uh, in a paragraph. And I wanted you to hear this this morning. Thank you, Zachary. Listen to what he says. The answer to this question, what does a good daddy do? He works hard. He makes a decent living for his family. He invests time in his children. He is kind toward his wife and family. He has a steady job. He is not lazy, and he made that bold and underlined. He is not passive. He is not aggressive. He is a good Christian. He is patient. He is not wasteful. He does not overpunish. He does not yell. He keeps his word. He is not dishonest. He is not unfriendly. He is not on the phone all the time. Can you believe we have to say that? And he does not leave his family in time of need. That's heartbreaking because it happens. It does happen. What a blessing for a 10-year-old boy to have such an understanding. You know, I don't know how I would have answered that question when I was 10. Because when I was 10, I don't recall having any good examples in my life, and I didn't know God's word, didn't know my Heavenly Father, and I didn't know what the Bible had to say about the subject of being a good daddy. So maybe you're here today, and like me, you either don't know your daddy or you don't have a good relationship with your daddy. One of the verses that I read as a babe in Christ that was very encouraging to me, I found in Psalm 68, where it says that God is a father to the fatherless. I clung on to that. I, hung, I cleaved to that for a little while and was just so thankful when I understood how much that God loves me. And I want you to know that God loves you today. He cares about you, loves you very much. The summer of 1985 was a significant time in my life. It was summer break. I was ready for it. I lived on a dairy farm, and you know what? I don't recall ever being bored. There was always work to do, and if I was not working, well, I was exploring. I had miles and miles. My playground was huge. And uh, so there was... Plenty to do, always exciting, always having fun. And the gentleman that owned the farm, well, you know what? He was ready for summer too, and he had plans for me. He had plans for me. You see, he would hire me and use me for various tasks here and there, and he'd pay me, this is 1985, a dollar an hour. Well, when summer break came around, he said, you know what? I can never find you when I need you. And so you know what he did? He offered me my very first salary position. He says, you're going to be my right-hand man. You're going to hang around with me. 
You're going to do all kinds of stuff. You're going to be a part of my management team. In fact, you're going to be my right-hand man. You know what? I got to drive trucks, drive tractors, feed calves, mow grass, pull weeds, bale hay. That was my favorite, by the way. Waste management. Let me tell you something about waste management. It's a huge job on a dairy farm. And you know what? I was involved in that every single day. And here I am with my very first salary position in 1985 as a 16-year-old boy on summer break, and you're not going to believe how much I was making. You want to guess? $40 a week. Wow! A lot of money, right? No. I don't even think so back then. But you know what? There weren't any other offers coming in. So I took the job. Uh, you know what? <laughs> You might say, well, that's a stingy old farmer, but i got to tell you something. I might have thought that for a little while, too, but he really wasn't. It took me a while to understand the real benefits of the job. In fact, I didn't fully understand until years later, long after I was done working for him. He became one of the few positive male role models in my life until I had a church family. The Lord has encouraged me over the past few weeks to look back on that time and answer this question. Why was he such an encouragement to me? As a father figure, did he teach me attributes of a good daddy that correspond to the word of God? I'm going to integrate this into the list from the children. So, benefit number one and number four on the children's list. We're jumping around a little bit, little bit for the children's list. But number four on their list, and the very first benefit I want to share with you for being on the management team on the farm, and that is time. Time. He was investing time in me. Deuteronomy 6, 7 says, And thou shalt teach them diligently, talking about the words of God, unto thy children, and shalt talk of them, now listen to this and tell me if you think if God is requiring a daddy to spend time, a caregiver, to spend time with the children. Listen to this. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. It's understood that a dad, a caregiver, will be engaged in the home and in the life of his children. Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half. He was in Ephesus for over two years. Why? Because time is necessary to build relationships. Time is necessary. A good relationship is necessary if you want to teach lessons that will endure and change lives. This is what this farmer was seeking to do in my life. The children shared these thoughts on how a daddy should spend time with their children. Read the Bible to them. Take them fishing. Take them on vacation and teach them how to swim. Play with them. Give them hugs. Mr. Dobbins, that was the farmer's name, was spending time with me seeking to establish a relationship so that he could teach me lessons that would help me in my journey in the days ahead. He had taught me important work ethics. And you know what else he did? He made me feel valued. How much does God value his relationship with me, with you? 
He came in the person of Jesus Christ to make it possible. On the cross, he cried out, it is finished. It is finished. What's finished? The cost of my sin has been taken care of. The relationship that was destroyed by sin now had the opportunity to be restored. The joy of knowing Jesus, the good shepherd, it's available to all who will have it. The investment of time is so very important. You can't have a good relationship without investing time. Benefit number two and number three on the children's list, discipline. It came in at number three on the children's list. Discipline, being held accountable for your actions. Beautiful verse, Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. We learn a few things from this verse about our heavenly father and about a good earthly father. Discipline has a purpose. The father, mother, caregiver, whatever the situation is in your home, they delight in their children. They delight in their children and they desire to help them succeed. The one being disciplined should understand how much you care about them and they should understand why the discipline is taking place. And the punishment should fit the crime. Now here I am, 16 years old and having a lot of fun on the farm. And one day it's just me in a truck and I got to pull this truck, back it into uh, a pole barn. And so I'm in the truck, I'm backing up, I'm using the mirrors. I mean, I'm not a professional driver by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't have my driver's license yet. But hey, I learned how to drive on the farm. And I'm backing up and I'm watching and I realize I'm not going to make it into the barn. If I keep going, if I continue, uh, the fender is going to clip the door. So, okay, take my foot off the gas, and then I put it back down on the gas. Boom! Right into the barn, tore up the fender on that truck, and I had to give the bad news to that farmer. You know what he had the nerve to do? I mean, I'm making 40 bucks a week, and he had the nerve to make me pay for a portion of the repairs. What a mean, old, stingy farmer. Are you kidding me? You know what? That taught me a lesson that I have never, ever forgotten. The lesson of being accountable for your actions. And you know what? It didn't change his life, but it did change mine. It changed mine, and it was a proper form of discipline. I got it. I got the lesson. The children said discipline should happen with the following conditions. This is what our children said right here. Only discipline when it's truly necessary. Discipline appropriately, appropriately as mentioned above. Discipline with kindness and gentleness. Discipline with patience. Discipline in a way that does not provoke the child to wrath. That's pretty impressive. That's a good list. Number five on the list is another tie. A good daddy loves and protects. Psalm 127.3 says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Heritage. Children are a gift from God. He's given them to you, mom, dad, caregiver, so that you will take care of them, so that you will protect them, nurture them. 
They belong to Him, and He's entrusted you, me, to care for them. And how we care for them is a big deal. Listen to this in Matthew 18, 1 through 6. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. But listen to this rebuke. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. What's the point? Jesus is giving a stern warning to protect children from sin, not deliver them into it. That's the point he's making, it, and it is stern, and it hits home. John 10, 27 through 29, when we think about the protection of our Heavenly Father, beautiful verses. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand father's hand we are safe and secure in the hands of God no one can take us away from him what a blessing so in review number five on the list from our children here at Fellowship Baptist Church a good daddy loves and protects his children number four a good daddy spends time with his children number three a good daddy properly disciplines his children. Number two, a good daddy leads by example, obeying God and teaching the Bible to his children. And here we are, we're at number one. You ready? Let's see if you got it. Number one, a good daddy is kind to his children. A good daddy is kind to his children. Did you get it right? I like the definition from the Cambridge Dictionary. It says this, if you're a kind person, you're this. You're generous, you're helpful, and you're thinking about other people's feelings and their needs. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. What, what a beautiful group of verses there for us to apply in our home every day. So instead of being angry, instead of being bitter, instead of, instead of speaking evil, put those things off. Instead, be kind. Be tender-hearted. Be forgiving. That's, that, that's, a change, that's a life changer right there. For me, that was a life changer. We don't have time to talk about that today. Being able to forgive someone who was wronged you. That's a lot of application there. But why? Why can we do that? And why would we do it? Well, with God's help, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I mean, if Christ has forgiven me, and he's forgiven you, we should be able to forgive as well. You know, 
when I think about that old farmer, there's some things I don't recall. I don't recall any anger or evil speakings towards me. Not even when I wrecked the truck. <laughs> but you know what I do remember? I do remember small, frequent acts of kindness. And I'll share just one example of, you, of with you today. Um, many times we'd have to go to the convenience store, get some gas for the truck, get ready for the adventure of the day. And he always told me, go in and pick out a special treat. Go get a candy bar and a soda. And so I'd go into the store, and I had a favorite. And every now and then, still to this day, I will go in and I'll buy this. A Snickers and a Sprite. Not necessarily my favorite today. But he invested that frequent incident of kindness. I remember that on a regular basis, him being kind to me. And I just want to tell you that it's those little things, those little frequent acts of kindness that have the greatest impact. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You see how the Lord is there with you every single day? I will never leave thee. I will never forsake you. I am your helper. Are you experiencing frequent acts of kindness from Jesus every day? You can. We should be. Jesus is kind meaning he is generous, he is helpful, he cares about your feelings, he cares about your needs. And you know what? A good daddy is just like him. It's my prayer today that every child here can say to the one caring for them as they sing today, but let's put it in present terms, I can hear his voice in the words you say. In your eyes I see his care. I can see his love is there. You are faithful. And I see Jesus in you. I see Jesus in you. You know, it's only possible with God's help. If you're going to be the daddy, the caregiver in the home that you need to be, you're going to need God's help. And you know what? It's never too late to ask for it. Never too late. What's your need today? How's your relationship with your Heavenly Father? How's your relationship? with your wife, with your children. Whatever your need is today, listen. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus.
Let him help us be the parent, provider that he wants us to be. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the testimony of faithful men. Thank you for the example of you, our Heavenly Father, who gives us all that we need. You are a good daddy. You spend time with us. You discipline us. You lead by example, as we see so vividly demonstrated in the person of Jesus Christ. You are kind. And Father, the desire of our heart needs to be that we want to be just like you and we want to please you. Father, whatever the needs are today, speak to the hearts of the people here in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.